Casting Lane podcast. Each week, we are here to educate you, challenge you, encourage you along your journey to low-carb, keto, and intermittent fasting. You can check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. Our guest this week is Kelly Tan Peterson, and she is about to be heading up the Low Carb Singapore 2020 Conference this spring, sponsored by Cooking Inspired by Love, her beautiful website. And she is also an author and a beautiful lady. She is the author of Keto East and Keto Baked. Welcome, Kelly. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm the lucky one. Um, I've been reading about your event. I've only been to Singapore once and it was like, I don't know, forever ago, 15 years ago, but I fell in love and Uh it sounds pretty incredible. And that's how I came across you. But I love the story about how you discovered low carb eating over the course of your first three dates with the man who is now your husband. I I have got to hear about all this love (laughs) and letting go of noodles. How did all this happen? It happened actually in year 2009. Amazingly, it's already past 10 years. Wow. Good job. I know. It's been, you know, I'm on to my 11 years. And it all started from, I met this man and we dated and he brought me out for dinner. And then I eat what I used to eat as Asian, which is noodle, rice, and everything else. And then I said, it's... I sat in front of him and he said, um, order whatever you like and we can share. So I ordered a couple of protein and two bowls of rice. And he said, um, maybe we just keep the one bowl of rice for you. So, okay. And I was quite a little bit um, taken back, like, okay. And that went on the third day, he did the same thing. And my first question is, uh, don't you feel, you know, full? If you don't eat rice, won't you feel hungry? Uh, it's not gonna get you full. And he smiled and he says, well, I eat meat and vegetable and it will keep me full. So it was, I was really intrigued and I just asked him like, so what is this all about? You don't wanna, you didn't eat rice for the last three times when we eat together. And he started to explain to me, he eat low carbohydrate, and what is low carbohydrate? That was the first time I ever heard about it. Wow. Yeah. And so not only did you fall in love and end up marrying him, you learned about low carb and have turned this into an empire. Like that sounds like a good <laughs> couple of dates there. I like this fellow. I like him too. I like him too. You know, I was, I was carrying like 20, oh, more than about 20 pounds for the last, probably during my adult years, more than 20, 30 years. And I just couldn't share it. And I did all the right thing, as I was told. I exercise a ton. I eat less, way less than I, I used to. And actually, I paid thousands of dollars for like slimming program. It's an Asian mm-hmm. thing, you yeah. know? And so nothing works. And what I learned during that time that what it really works is when I stop eating. Wow. Yeah. So- I mean, it sounds the same as Americans. Like I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for surgeries and diets and trainers and everything. But like, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I have a certain concept in my head of media images that I look at of most Asian women being slender. And honestly, a lot of Asian friends I have 
being slender while they eat a high carb diet. And I'm freaking jealous of them. I mean, I'll just be honest. I want to be slender like these women and eat noodles and rice. And like, that is just like a bad grouping of people that I just think are, are eating all they want and are able to keep slender. So you're telling me you did that and, and you were a little higher in weight than you wanted to be. Um, I, I can't even, I can't even conceptualize of the people that I know from, from Asian countries, not eating noodles and rice, much like I can't conceptualize of my family who's from South Louisiana, not eating gumbo and beignets and all of yeah. things that are, are carby with them. So I had to learn how to do it. So it makes sense. But what did yeah. your family think when you started to make this change? It was funny when I learned, when I learned that I should stop eat rice. And uh, in the beginning when we were still dating and I brought, you know, my boyfriend home to eat with my family. And I yeah. began to tell my parents that I actually told my parents that please don't cook my portion of the rice because I'm not going to eat rice. So they didn't really understand. And eventually they, their first comment is that, so you eat potato now? You don't eat rice? Just because I'm dating with a Caucasian Western man. I yeah. said, no. Um, I just find that rice doesn't work for me. And it was a little bit of struggle, especially in my, my family, which is, you know, the Chinese culture. And um, I have to gently explain to my parents that rice just make me put on weight. And I have to cut it off. And... Um, I told mom, um, when you cook the dishes, can you don't add sugar? So I had to come in the very gentle approach, but then it's still a struggle because even though I told my parents, don't cook rice for me, when it comes to dinner, they still put a bowl of rice in, in front of my table, you know, in front of me on the table. And what do I do with it? And I want to eat it. I, like if it's right there, it looks delicious. I want to eat it. <laughs> But because I know that if I want to, yes, that is so much of a struggle. Um, if I want to see results, then I should stay away from it. So I, I gently just push away and says, you know, I don't, I can't eat rice because it's just going to make me, make me, you know, gain weight. And that was a little bit of struggle, you know, trying to tell my family that um, this is what I'm going to do new. And then they are trying to struggle with it. Like, how could you not eat rice? You're going to fall sick. You don't eat rice and you're not going to feel full. You don't eat rice. And all these cultural beliefs um, kind of come in front of the discussion. And yeah, it was a little bit of struggle. But I realized one thing is that when I, first thing is that I believe it because my boyfriend is a doctor, even though he's, he was telling me that everything that is like opposite from all the other doctor was telling me, but I see that he's healthy. I see that he's trim and he, he looks good. So if I keep doing the same thing over and over again, how could I expect a different result? I can't expect a different result. So I have to do something different and change it. So that's when I decided that I'm going to stop eating starch and sugar and see what happened. So how long ago was that? Was that, was that about 10, 11 years ago, you said? Yes, that uh, was started in 2009. Got it. So you started first for yourself. And when we were reading your site and reading information, it was kind of surprising to hear that the diabetes was really rampant in Singapore. Um, yes. You know, I do remember 
I think the best street food and a lot of the best food I've ever had was in Singapore. There were so many cultures. There were so many types of food. It was incredible. And if I think back to it, I want to go back to Singapore, but I think about how I would try to eat there now, if it would even really be possible if I wasn't cooking at a house, right? If I was going out. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, has it gained traction? Has low carb, is it something people talk about in Singapore? Is it a potential solution for health or weight loss? Or, or how many people are really seriously talking about it or just think that that still sounds crazy? Yeah, it's quite an uh, amazing change for since the last uh, one year. And especially the last one year in 2018, it's, it's quite an amazing change. I remember the very first time when I visited Singapore again after I, I left and lived in America. That was like five or six years ago. I first visited Singapore again. And then my friends um, actually invited me to say, hey, you know, on this, on this Facebook, you've been talking about, you're posting every day of what you cook and all that. What is this low carb about? So we were invited to his, uh, to his uh, office and he put together like 25 people and said, can you tell us what, uh, what are you actually really doing? So that was the very first time we actually spoke about, I say we because Dr. Dan was my husband then, and then um, Dan and I actually shared about what low carb is all about. Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows. Yes. And it was because of that one little speech that we did in Singapore. I think it was back in 2013, I remember correctly. And um, that was from there that I started a Facebook group. And over the years, it has been growing and growing and growing. And I have been uh, sharing a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, information and knowledge. And now my, my um, total members of um, three, four groups is about 150,000 and growing. And since the last one year, people are getting to know about low carb and keto. And it's quite happening right now, especially in Singapore. Um, I, for the last few years, I have been doing conferences and workshop, and I've seen so many good results from people, especially people who lose a ton of weight, they were diabetic, and they could actually get off the medication, take control of their blood glucose. And there's one case that the, the lady was uh, able to even avoid amputation. And that's all the reason why it keeps me going and going and going. That, that's incredible. Like I always think about this. <clears throat> I think I saw a billboard the other day and, and I live in Dallas and it was about, you know, saving a limb and, and all these things. And I always wonder about people who are going down their journey with amputation because of diabetes type two. And I feel like I don't always, but I feel like sometimes I know the answer. And the answer is low carb and mm -hmm. intermittent fasting to reduce mm -hmm. issues with insulin and to possibly save the limb. And when I hear people that are in that situation, I just hear the medical, the medicines that they're going to take to try to avoid mm -hmm. it while they're still eating these things. And I, it breaks my heart and I, I don't, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. So, um, Tell exactly. us a little bit, you were talking about these Facebook groups. Can you tell us where people can find these so we can post the links in here so people can find your groups? Yes, I have an English group, which is called Keto East West. And um, I have another 
group, which is the Mandarin group, is purely speaking in, in Mandarin. I recognize that also I started that group after the English group and is, um, it's been growing and growing because a lot of people couldn't read the um, so-called the literature and the information online that is in English. So I started this Chinese group and we communicate in, you know, in Mandarin and it's been helping a lot of people too. And the Chinese group is Sentong Dongfang Wei. Fantastic. Yes, you're going to have to send us the links because I think, yes. you know, this information, I, I know a woman who started a Facebook group in Spanish because there wasn't enough keto and low carb information and one who did um, in Korea who, who started about intermittent fasting and we need everybody to have this information, not because we know it's the right choice for them, but because they deserve the information to decide for themselves. If it's exactly. The right exactly. This um, is exactly what I do. I read, I collect information and I share. Yeah. So your books, when did your books come out and where can people find those? My book is Keto Ease and Keto Ease is actually on Amazon.com and it's also on my website, Cooking Inspired by Love. So people can find me, especially on Cooking Inspired by Love. If anybody have any question, you can send me a con at the contact page. Uh, you can actually find me there, send me a message and I'll get to speak to you or discuss with what, what, what kind of help do you need? And we can go from there. That's perfect. We're going to post the links for that. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you. I heard you were um, on vacation in Florida. I don't know why you didn't invite me, even though we just met. But anyway, the waitress shared with you a low-carb sangria. Uh, yeah. Tell me more about that, because that sounds amazing. And do you find restaurants are, like, pretty willing and able to make low-carb stuff for you? Or how does it differ in your travels with what people are willing to do or not willing to do? What I, what I learned is that in the, fir the first thing is that as the keto person, as a low-carb person, I have learned that um, what kind of ingredients is compliant and what kind of ingredients is not compliant. And more and more restaurants are willing to actually please the customer. But the, what I find it helpful is that if I can tell them exactly what I want, especially like the, the, the vacation in in Florida, the weather was so hot and we sat down in this place. I don't really want to just drink a glass of wine, uh, red wine or white wine, because I want something sparkling and something refreshing. Okay, I have been drinking water all day. Water is good, but I want something different. So this waitress came and I said, can you do this for me? Um, just have some fresh berries. Can you smash it down? and then put some sparkling water and maybe some mint. And I totally don't want any syrup and no sugar. Would you be able to do that? And she says, yeah, we can absolutely do that. Is that a um, low carb kind of drink that you're looking at? I was like, yeah. She said, sometimes we'll ask for that. So we know. I'm like, okay, that is, that is awesome because you know the words are getting out there and we can still enjoy a cocktail and of course, she would ask me, do you want a little bit of vodka? Or I said, yeah, a dash of vodka is okay, just a little bit. So it makes it like really a keto cocktail. I love that. I'm going to make that next weekend. So thank you for that. I like that, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kelly, you've talked about low carb and keto and these things that you're doing. Do you do any fasting? Yes, I do fast. And Tell me about it. Yeah, and I learned about it. In the beginning, as I said, I've been on um, low-carb keto for 10 years. 
in the beginning, I don't know anything about fasting. And during those days, there is not such information about fasting or not even, not even much information on the social media about uh, low carb keto. So I have to read a lot of books and all that, eventually figure out what is, you know, the right thing to do. Yeah. And for the first, I, about the first five years of my low carb keto lifestyle, I never thought about fasting. But when I remember it comes to the, about the fifth year, I realized that actually every morning when I wake up, I'm not hungry. And then I try to delay my breakfast later and I still feel like, hey, I'm not hungry. Why would I force myself to eat something? Because it's a habitual that every morning I get up, I cook a meal, even I cook bacon and eggs, I have to do something. And so then I said, maybe when I'm not hungry, I just don't eat. Wait till I'm hungry, then I eat. And that was even fasting was come into the arena as in something really prominent to discuss about, right? And so I did that five years ago. And I told my husband, I said, if you're hungry, let me know. Otherwise, I won't cook. So I began to do that five years ago. And I realized that I only get hungry maybe about 2 p.m. So at 2 p.m., I probably cook a couple of eggs and I eat it. And then... That is actually intermittent fasting. And that yes. was after I read more about information when Dr. Jason Fung came into the arena. And then, you know, I read into the traditional fasting, what's fasting all about, and I just keep learning about fasting. And then I thought, yeah, this is actually the right thing that I, that I'm, I was doing for, you know, for a while. And it actually supports how my lifestyle is. So I have been fasting for the last five years in a very natural way that I won't eat even at this time um, that we are talking right now. I haven't eaten anything. And I can even actually go to the gym at noon. Noon, about noon to one o'clock is my gym hour. And I can work out for one hour with no food for all the morning. And um, even after the, the gym, I can wait till for two hours before I even think about eating something because I know that my body is actually burning fat at this at that at that at that moment. So I'm not in a hurry to just keep eating. So I have been doing that for the last five years and a few really good. Yeah. Well, you look amazing. And I love that you found your way. So I'm gonna hold this up. This is our book coming out, Life Yay. in the Fasting Way. With yes. Dr. Jason Fung, yes. Megan Ramos, and myself. And it talks a lot about this whole process. Like, Jason is brilliant about medicine. Megan knows how to answer every question about fasting. But what you just explained is a plan that we encourage people to do, which is like, find your fasting lane. Find what works yeah. for you. And it's amazing. You're a lot smarter than I am as just to like, find that naturally, to not eat. Like, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I always heard, you got to eat breakfast. It's healthy. You got to snack all the time. I had all this knowledge that was incorrect that kept me fat and, and kept me away from fasting. And I, I was um, so grateful to, to figure that information out. And I, I love that you, you have found what worked for you. And I want you guys to hear Kelly that she doesn't eat because she's not hungry. Then she mm -hmm. works out. And then a couple hours later, she eats and, and she feels great. A lot of people can maintain the weight that they want by simply 
not eating breakfast and waiting a little later for lunch. You don't always have to do these crazy long fasts. Sometimes it makes sense for medical reasons. Sometimes people need that for a boost or to get over a plateau, but it's, it's not always the case. So I, I love Kelly. I, I love your story. What I want to hear Thank about you. is low carb Singapore 2020. Tell us when it's coming up, where can people find information and, and, and how long have you been doing this? Tell us all about it. Oh, this is such a good a plan since um, actually I've been thinking about it like two years ago. Is Singapore ready? Is the Asia ready? There's so much information because personally, I attend um, local conference in, in the USA like at least twice a year. And I learn a ton of things different from just reading and different from just watching a video because when, I, when I'm in the atmosphere, when I'm sitting in the room, in the conference room and listening and networking with a lot of people, it actually helps me to really, you know, stay in a really clarity path that this is what is the right thing to do. And every time I go to a conference, I learn something new. Despite how much I read, despite how much I watch video, I learn something new. And the best thing is that you get to network with the with the uh, speakers and especially, you know, this is how I met Dr. Jason Fung three years ago. And I get the chance to personally speak to Dr. Jason Fung and said, you know, ask a couple of questions and it enhances me and it helps me to help other people even more and influence the people around me even more in a powerful way. This is how I find that it's beneficial for myself and that is the main reason that I think Singapore or around the Asia region, actually they are ready. But that, was, that thought was like 24 months ago until early 2018 when I was in another local um, conference. And I, I, I asked Dr. Eric Westman, I said, Dr. Eric, if I have a, a low carb conference in Singapore, would you come and speak for us? And he said, of course, I'm all in, Kelly. I'm all in because you have done so much work for Asia. I think it is about time that we come and support you and help you know, the Asia region. And I really can't thank enough for all the speakers that is in the, um, in the speaker list now that they actually agreed to go to Singapore. And Low Cup Conference is so exciting because what I see is that not only delivering um, knowledge to the people in Singapore, but also is a united, um, how do I say it? It's a unity of the local people in Singapore, in Malaysia, in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Indonesia, including Philippines and Korea. We have small little low carb leaders or advocates, we are all coming together in this conference. So it's gonna be a local party for everybody. And we hope to influence more professionals in Singapore around the region to come forward and join us and see what is actually happening and what is the expert is gonna share, the researcher is gonna share about this knowledge. It's all about real food. So it's, it's super exciting. I can't, I can't stop, you know, talking about it. 
Kelly, I am so proud of you. And I've looked at the site. We'll post the link to it as well. But Kelly has some incredible people that are speaking there coming to Singapore for possibly the first time to talk about this. And Kelly, when is the event? The event is on the May 16 and 17 this year, 2020, in Singapore for two days. Okay, guys, you got to check this event out. Try to make it over there. If you haven't been to Singapore yet, this is like the first, you, you just should go. Just go to it. Yeah. Have your first time and have this amazing experience. Meet exactly. Kelly. Here are these speakers and go to a beautiful place and eat some probably really good low-carb food. So speaking yes. of food, Kelly, I hear that yes. you have a partnership with Keto Mai. Um, I want to hear about that. Were, were you already experienced and familiar with their Asian-inspired comfort food? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, it's, it's Keto May. Uh, oh, Keto sorry. May, Keto May. May is actually in, in Chinese is beautiful. It means beautiful. So Keto May is a new startup that we that is a group of passionate people. And I would say to the chef and the other team members, they are actually members from my group for a number of years. And they personally have benefited from the keto and, and low carb lifestyle, including the CEO himself has experienced it. So we are passionate people who comes together and say, Singapore need this because there's a lot of challenges where like what you, you said earlier, Singapore has so much so-called tasty food, but there's so much high carb and high sugar. And we recognize that if we could help a lot more people, to have convenient food, keto compliant, low carb, and make it convenient and make it affordable and make it tasty, especially. And keeping the traditional Asian flavor that people are familiar with. And if we can combine all this together, I think it will be a good thing that we can help more people to come on board and say, hey, taste this tasty food. For example, we're talking about um, the chicken rice, the Hainanese chicken rice in Singapore, we can make it keto. The only difference is the rice. The rest of the ingredients like the chicken and the spices and the flavor and all that, we can actually, we have already made it keto. And just by replacing the rice with konjac rice, which is shiitake rice or cauliflower rice, and the flavor is totally the same. So I came into with keto made because of, um, you know, they're they are part of my members. And they, when they approached me and said, Kelly, can you help us as a keto advisor to make sure that we are doing the right thing with um, you know, everything that we prepare the meal is compliant and people get confidence, you know, we, our subscriber knows that they are really sure about what they're eating. It didn't take me long to say yes, because this is something that I recognize that this is needed in Singapore. Yeah. Listen, I have stopped eating at all my favorite Asian restaurants in town because I can't do it and, and do low carb. There's one place that I love um, in Dallas, Texas called Asian Mint that does offer some low carb options. And it is yeah. my favorite. Well, it's already my favorite place, but it's my favorite place. And yeah. Keto Mai, no, Keto yeah. May, Keto yes. May sounds yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and you need to get that over to the U.S. and send me some of that as soon as possible. Thank Please. you for the invitation. Actually, the, the business just launched like in the first week of January and we're hardly, you know, hardly a month yet. And the uh, subscriber rate is increasing. We have a lot of good uh, feedback on the flavor and all that. And in fact, we also have invitation of um, 
expanding the business to outside of Singapore. And this is exciting, but we just want to make sure that we do the right thing in Singapore and then we're going to bring it overseas. And hopefully we can bring it to the USA too. That will be so exciting. Yes, please. Because I need some good keto Asian food. All right. Kelly, you are a fabulous, engaging entrepreneurial woman and you have so many things going on and I'm amazed by you. And I want you to just tell people, how can they find out more about you? Where's your site? Where can they get your book? Like, just tell them where they can get more information on you and what you're up to. Yes. My, my website is cooking inspired by love and I have recipes on it and videos. And so this is the place where you can find me. And of course on my website, it will link you to my Facebook page. And again, if you can't find my group, and always send me a message and I'll add you into the group. And if, take a look also in lowcarbsg.com, which is where the Low Carb Singapore Conference informations are. The uh, Cooking Inspired uh, by Love.com website has a link to actually the events also for the Low Carb Singapore. And this is where I am and you can find me easily and my book is all on the website too. Kelly, thank you so much for being our guest here on the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to have to meet in person and be two girl bosses who talk about all this stuff. Guys, thank you so much for being here for the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. And we will see you up soon. But until next time, to your health and hotness.